on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Who's coming through the door? I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. Well, good morning, gang. Hello, love. Hello there. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. Hello. Come on. Hello, love. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Yeah, come on in, come on in. And look who's coming through the door. Johnny Hart is here. Uh, good morning. Yeah, all right, sit down. Have, 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 sit down for a minute, and uh, we'll, we'll get to you in just a second. 8.09 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We are up and running on a clear and cold morning this morning. We're going to uh, look at uh, 23 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport right now, 22 at the Highlands, 26 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and uh, 21 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. Clear and cold today, daytime high up to around 40 degrees. Uh, we have been talking about the um, closing of the Kruger Street Bridge, which will come on top of the closing of the Stone Arch Bridge in Elm Grove, and that's prompted uh, Bob and I, because we live in that neighborhood, and many other folks to feel there's going to be some serious trouble, uh, traffic troubles going on from that. A lot of texts coming in this morning on the Frio Stack auction service text line. Um, Howard, where are our legislators on this? Why aren't they helping out the conversation between the city and the state? Um, <laughs> this is somebody who's kind of a little behind, Bob. He asked me, he says, where, who are he or she, where is Ferns? Well, uh, Ferns hasn't been in office for... Get that physical therapy place down yeah, there in Benway. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been in office for uh, quite a few years. Where is Fluarty? Where is Diana? Everyone's got to get them involved. Um, I, well, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think it is this, the, the, there is an issue of either poor, poor planning or poor communication between the state highway department and the city. It's either poor planning, closing the Stone Arch Bridge down, and then closing down with at the same time one of the main alternate routes, which is the Kruger Street Bridge, or it's poor communication. If it's not going to be as bad as we hear. Or they just don't care. Well, you are not the first one to suggest that. I've heard that said before. Maybe they just plain don't care. You're no, you can be on, and Johnny Hot is yeah, here with us. Turn me on. Uh, yeah, we've, we've got a communication problem all around the city of Wheeling. Uh, it wouldn't be that hard to, to designate a liaison to, I'm in the middle of downtown Wheeling. The businesses do not get informed when things are going to happen. It's been a little bit difficult. I think a lot of the people's problems, especially in Elm Grove, that you know they would feel a lot better if they were just communicated with. Well, that's again, it may be poor planning, but it's certainly if it's not poor planning, it's poor communication. And the city, as I understand it, has not been told a thing about timing on these projects, what kind of additional traffic signals they might be putting up or how they're going to the city's just sitting there going well i guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens well they have to be our they have to be our middleman between the state they can't just throw their hands up in the air and say well this is a state project well you're who governs us and the state's not coming directly to us but you're here 
So you need to demand that they give you more information. Which yeah, I know with labor, you can't predict what tra- what troubles you're going to come into and what you're going to have to work around. But, you know, loose estimates would even be better. Well, look, I don't expect them to give me the day, date, and time, you right. know, 1208 on whatever. <laughs> but but we ought to have some general idea. They have never really given us uh, – two weeks ago they said, according to the um, newspaper, and I certainly trust them, uh, the Department of Highway said in March – all right, I, I will grant you that could be anywhere from March 1st to March 31st. But how about if we get a little bit closer? How about tell us it's going to be mid-March or whatever? And then, you know, when it, and, and how about telling us what you're going to do when you close the bridge? Yeah. You know? Yeah, having a, having a definitive plan is a big deal. Uh, market, when Market Plaza, the area where I'm at in Wheeling, the road was closed, we weren't told an alternate route. We weren't given any kind of planning. And I, and quite honestly, I didn't know the road was – I knew it was going to be closed. Right. But I didn't know when until I saw them carrying road close signs to it. <laughs> <That's> okay, <laughs> I was walking up to my business, and I was like, oh, we're closing the road today. And that is when – when they started doing that is when finally the highway department at least began to get a little more information out, and the city began to demand some more information. But Well, it, it – uh, like I said – at least for downtown Wheeling, there could be a liaison to the the businesses in downtown Wheeling. Well, Somebody that goes around and says, hey, this is what's going to happen, and this is when it's going to affect you. In fairness to the city, Johnny, I I think the city, since since the closing of Market Street, uh, about about two months ago or whatever, I think the city has gotten a little more proactive than they had been in the past, and they've been more... Well, I raised Working all kinds of stink after that. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, for my, for my business, it's not that big a deal. If I tell people to park a half mile away and run to me, they will. Uh, we're you talking know. to Johnny Hot. Johnny is uh, known here around the Ohio Valley, an MMA fighter, a trainer. Um, I would say rabble rouser. Maybe that's not quite the right word, but uh, he certainly – I've been called stands an activist. Up, stands up and speaks his mind, that's for yeah. sure. And uh, Johnny is now um, a, a Democratic candidate for the House of Delegates here in Ohio County. Fourth, I lose track of the district. Fourth district, right? Yes. Which is the former Erica Storch district, now being represented by Diana Wisenfried, who uh, was appointed to that position. Um, and Johnny's doing that. Speaking of Erica, I did get a text from Erica Storch just a minute ago, Bob. Uh, check with the Department of Highways. There is a concern about losing federal funding if they delay the project, which, I mean, that could be. But again, then still we're talking about we need to communicate that. Tell us what's going on. Uh, Erica says it's uh, it's tied to when Charleston releases the projects. And I get that. You know, we got the, we got the state government, the funding part of the Department of Highways. We got the actual operational part of the Department of Highways. We got the city. But you know who? You know who they need to pay more attention to, Mr. Slider. Us. That's the end. That's the correct answer. Johnny. That's who they need that's to start up to paying us, attention to. Johnny. To people who are actually impacted by this, who actually are, you know, making a, a, a difference. So. Well, I mean, everywhere you turn around, it pops up again and again. There's more and more construction everywhere, and it just surprises you. I think the surprise is what bothers people the most. Well, I think it is. They go to their normal day. And then all of a sudden, they can't go down this road. I, you know, I'm always careful about this because the truth of the matter is, for years, this area was neglected by the state completely. They have put over half a billion dollars into construction work here in the last few years. The I-70 project, the streetscape project, some of the other. I mean, I, I can't criticize them for not caring. They are putting, it's just they're not, 
letting us know. They're not paying attention to how the work impacts the people. Well, I mean, when you leave everything to do all at once, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. You know, we're 50th in infrastructure amongst this nation. So, like, they've let it crumble for a long time. And now we're just fixing everything all at the same time. Let me do a commercial break. I want to find out what in the world made you decide to you know, step out of the ring, so to speak, and get into uh, get into politics. Uh, we'll talk about that and more with Johnny Hot uh, coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 817. Over the past five years, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has helped over 1,500 hardworking Ohio Valley residents obtain financing on the vehicle of their dreams. We have experienced tremendous growth, which has allowed us more financing to further help our fellow residents. From second chance finance to very competitive rates and terms, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has it all with inventory to fit everyone's needs. That's Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto, your largest independent area used car depot in the Respects Plaza in Elm Grove. Like us on Facebook, check out our website, mattjonespreowned.com, or give us a call, 304-905-8302. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Our borders wide open. Our people are unprotected. It's a crisis. But some policymakers are sleeping right through it. According to recent Border Patrol reports, Joe Biden's immigration policies have led to 9,000 illegal immigrants crossing our border every single day. Now America needs a wake-up call. That's why Republicans in Congress are stepping up to secure the border. Among them, West Virginia Congressman Alex Mooney. That's why Mooney voted for House Resolution 2, which means resuming construction of the border wall, hiring 22,000 new Border Patrol officers, and reinstating President Trump's Remain in Mexico policy. Mooney introduced new legislation to punish Mexico for letting deadly fentanyl flow into our country. And Mooney voted to impeach Secretary Mayorkas for his failure to secure the border. For more information on Congressman Alex Mooney's work to secure our southern border, visit mooney.house.gov. Paid for with official funds from the office of Alex Mooney. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Guitars can lack, he'll and use it. It's 8:19 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're looking at 22 degrees. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 21, pretty much across the board. I'm sorry, excuse me, 25 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio oh County my. Airport. It's gone up. My, it's a heat wave. 22 <laughs> at the Highlands, 26 in Elm Grove. Still 21 here, Bob. No, we're up to 23. 23 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Uh, in studio with me right now is Johnny Hot, um, MMA fighter, uh, business owner here in town. Uh, and uh, now he's running for the House of Delegates seat here in Ohio County, seat formerly held by Erica Storch until she retired. Or she quit because of her job commitments. And then um, 
Diana Wisenreed has now been appointed to that job, and she is running also on the Republican side. Johnny is a, running as a Democrat. Uh, Johnny uh, was appointed by the Democratic Executive Committee after the filing deadline, just in case you're curious how you haven't heard his name much before this, but he's now officially uh, running. Uh, talk to me about why. I... <laughs> It, you this, don't was, know. <laughs> this wasn't a this wasn't a, I was sitting there thinking of things I could do. Okay, I this was not on my plan. I have been telling people that I wasn't gonna run for any kind of office my whole life or you know, most right. of my career. And uh, you know, I have some persuasive friends. <laughs> and, you know, Teresa Torseva is a very persuasive person and she told me I'd be the perfect person for it. And as she described it and as she talked about it, I thought, you know, I really don't want to do it, but I am the right person to do it. You know, there, it is, uh, in my opinion, just a miserable mess right now at the legislature in Charleston. I, yeah. I, this has been, and I've covered the legislature for 30 years. This is far and away the worst session I've ever seen. Uh, the supermajority seems to have no care for the citizens of the state at all. Uh, my line is the cruelty is the point. They try and see how much cru- how crueler can they get. You know, in wake of the layoffs at, uh, up in Weirton and the other layoffs down in Grant County, 1,500 They're going to change unemployment for, benefits. For I mean, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Are you ready to go in and do battle with all that I stuff? I am. I am. I, I, you know, over the last year, I've, I've been told I'm an activist. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize I was until, you know, I got there. But, you know, I'm, I'm just tired of watching the bullying and the, the, you know, we're being left out. The workforce of West Virginia is being left out of the conversation. And then, you know, you're watching people downstate vote these people back in. They're taking away every, all of their interests. You know, they're not looking out for their better interests. And then they vote them back in because the incumbent just gets voted back in, whether they did a good job or not. It's a line that I've been using a lot lately. When will the reasonable people of West Virginia, the voters, wake up and say enough is enough? And quite frankly, I'm a Democrat. I don't care if we elect good Republicans or good Democrats. I just want to elect good people who, who who are willing to care for the citizens and not their own personal agendas and their own culture war problems. And that's why I'm here. The Democratic Committee, when I went in to meet with them about the nomination, they started giving me percentages of Republicans and Democrats in the in the district. I said, that doesn't matter. I said, all I've done for my entire adult life is work towards bettering this community. Everything that I've ever done, I've had the full support of the community because what I was doing was right. And when I didn't, wasn't sure if I was right, I went to people in the community and made sure that I wasn't sitting inside an echo chamber yeah. believing my own confirmation bias. I made sure that I went to somebody and said, hey, this is what I think. Am I crazy? You, John, know? you, you made some headlines when you decided to um, – they were going to do a drag show up at uh, Permandy Brothers, I think, if I have my, my yes. facts right. Uh, and there were a lot of people saying they're going to protest it and cause trouble up it there. It wasn't a lot of people. Yeah, well, it was uh, a yeah. handful it's, it's a great of point. hateful, you're, you're, you're awful, right. bigot you're, you're right. people. There were loud people. They were yes. loud people. But you're, yeah, you're, you have a great point. 
They it, want you to believe that there's more. Yeah, that's exactly. But you stood up and said, you know what? If you think there's going to be trouble? How about I'll bring some people up here and we'll just make sure. That and I was just spouting off the mouth. <laughs> I saw an injustice. I saw a little bit of bullying. And I said, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. So I just put it out there. I didn't contact anybody. I didn't co- contact the drag people. I didn't contact Permanis. I just said, if you want to do it, my fighters and I will stand at the door and there will be no problem. And that went worldwide. Well, that gives you a, that would get, kind of makes people stop and, <laughs> and think a little bit. Well, I mean, but I, I love the way, because you're absolutely right. And, and, and it, it's not fair the way I and a lot in the media talk about it. Most of the, they're small groups of people. They're, they're loud. That's the yes. thing. They're loud, pounding their fists kind of there's people. There's 5% on one side and there's 5% on the other side. Standing the, on the outside, screaming over top of the rest of the us. The rest of us are in the middle. We're just trying to live our lives be happy, and hope that the people around us are happy as well. You know, I can just picture you and Flew Hardy down there, uh, both uh, pounding my That's my vision. (laughs) That's my vision because I have a lot of respect for what he does. Yeah, He goes down there and he argues what is right all the time, facing insurmountable odds. And I think the two of us could be be a force. You're new to politics, so I'm not going to go into the you know, details of, of some of the bills and stuff right now. I but, am currently but, watching and right. researching because, you know, everything I've tried to learn in my life, I've learned and mastered. This is going to be one of those things that I really take seriously and I want to be informed. Are there any in particular areas that you would like to get involved with or particular things that you think are so egregious that you really want to see changed? Uh, again, I'm not going to ask you to go into details about particular bills. First place, they change every day anymore. But, right. but in general, what are, what are some concerns that you have? Well, I'm, I'm mainly concerned about the, the worker in, in West Virginia. If we're, if we're shutting down coal mines, we need to be finding other ways for these guys to make money. We should be promoting businesses to come in West Virginia. And sometimes it seems like we're telling them not to. You know, and then a lot of the business that's come in has been oil and gas, and we're allowing people from other states to come in and make money. And uh, you know the oil and gas companies don't exist here, so they're coming here. They're benefiting from our, our natural resources, and that money leaves the state. So if the workers of West Virginia aren't benefiting from it, then West Virginia doesn't benefit at all from the, the situation. Well, I, I, I have a, 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 I, I would take it one step further. The state doesn't benefit because we are we don't um, we don't demand enough of them. We right. can, you know infrastructure uh, should have been the first thing. We've all watched these coal, these oil and gas companies destroy our roads, and now we're fitting a bill for it. That shouldn't have been a thing. They would have happily paid for our roads to be fixed after they were done if we would have asked. If them. we would have asked, and because I, they're printing money, yeah. And they know it. I mean, I've seen some internal memos among the gas industry way back when they first came here. And they basically, they were willing to to, to bite a lot more right. than we asked them to. Right. And then uh, they walked away from the table nudging each other going, could you believe that that's they didn't all ask we had, about that's that? That's all we had to do. I, that's, that's a thousand percent Like correct. they feel like they got away with highway robbery because they did. <laughs> um. How'd you get into I mean, what MMA is that in your back? I mean, that is what you do, but have you always done that? Uh, Tell me about yourself. For the last 21 years, I've been training to fight. Yeah. Like, my study is all things fighting. I can fight in any way. You can make money doing it, and I can teach <laughs> it to anybody that needs to learn it. 
Uh, I got into it after college. I got out of college. I didn't have any sports to play anymore, and I'm not good with idle time. <laughs> I have a hyperactive mind, and I need to be occupied. And I am. I have diagnosed OCD, so when I got into fighting, just to get into shape, I really got way too into it. I don't do anything. You'll see as you see my and you haven't gotten out yet. Go, yeah. Yeah. You, as you see my campaign go, I do everything 100. percent So when I got into fighting, it was obsessive, and then I started to figure out that I could relay the information. Uh, my coach was in and out of the gym, so a lot of the younger guys were looking to me. I got tired of hitting them with the same thing, and I'm like, "Here, this is how you change this. So make me work harder." And, uh, you know, it just slowly proceeded into that. Travis Clark and I started a gym in St. Clairsville in 2008. That was the birth of Ohio Valley MMA, and I've been doing that ever since. Still enjoying it? Oh, I, I love it. I love it. I love, uh, you know, in my gym, it's an atmosphere of progress. You, you have to be a better person every day as well as a better fighter. It's not just the physical, it's the mental. There's a lot that goes into fighting that has to do with the philosophy of life. So I, I take these guys in, and the rules are you're going to behave. You're going to be a pillar of the community. You're going to be a good role model for people, and I'm not going to give you all this power and teach you how to fight and be one of those top 1% that can hurt somebody and then let you be a you know menace to society. So... Fighting is your bailiwick. Politics is, is mine. I spend a lot of time looking at it. I, I, politically, how do you plan to get your message out to people? Uh, you're you're fairly well known. I think you're yes. you know people and and you if if you're not people will well you know, if, you're, if they you're, don't will know come me, to recognize they'd... you quickly. But what what are you going to say to them? How are you going to try and convince people that that not only are you are you a good guy, not only you're a pillar of the community, not only are you uh, someone who has a business, but but you're the guy that ought to be in Charleston doing so. How are you going to convince them that? What are I, you going to tell them? I think I'm the best representation for the people of the working class. I have you know, forged my own way. I've worked with my body, worked with my back. I've labored. I have calluses on my hands. You know, I just happen to be articulate and intelligent and you know, can get that, that across to people. I have no fear. I, I will speak my mind, and I will come rational all the time. And a lot of the arguments, if you're, you're just speaking common sense, you speak with respect and you speak common sense, how can they argue with you? And when they do, they look foolish. And I think you, you go to the house, and when they spew what they're spewing, and you go, okay, let's read that back, and, and you know, let's go over those words. And you can't, you know, they, I think I'm going to meet a lot of resistance. You know, I say, I, I've said it to the people around me, you know, I'm walking into the Alamo <laughs> on purpose. They, they're having a ceasefire, and I'm going to walk through the line. I'm going <laughs> to bunker in with the rest of the guys, and then they're going to go back to firing. Well, you, 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 you talk the same way a flu hardy does, Sean. It, you know, Sean speaks his mind, and he calls out the stupidity should I say stupidity? I guess yes. I mean, no, they you, call, you he calls call out the stupidity that. of some of his colleagues, uh, and and does make them look foolish when it, when right. he's done it. It's like you know, do you do you realize what you said? So the, the a lot of the times, uh, you know, people speak it without really thinking it through, or they expect you to not write it down on paper. 
if I take what you said and write it down on paper and it looks <laughs> ridiculous, it's ridiculous. Right. Right. Johnny, I have to move on. I appreciate you coming in today. Let's touch base some more as the campaign season hey, I'll continues. I'll be available. I'll be all over the place for yeah. the next year. When you're going to see me everywhere. <laughs> when something motivates you to talk about, just feel free to give me a call and we'll do that. Well, that's that. Uh, you, right. you got time in five minutes? Thank you. <laughs> 832, 28 to the hour. News time here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 29th. If you're planning to drive down West Virginia Route 2 in Ohio County, you might want to leave a little bit early. They're doing some gas line maintenance at 302 Main Street in Wheeling today, and it's going to be down to one lane from 8.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Flaggers will be there to keep things moving, but you might want to take it slow and expect delays. Meanwhile, in Steubenville, today, tomorrow, and on Monday, the southbound right lane of Route 7 is going to be closed from South Street to the South Corporation limit. This will be happening from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. each day, and you'll still be able to use the left lane. Just remember to take it slow and keep an eye out for any changes in the traffic pattern. Crews are closing the lane to do maintenance and clear out vegetation along the right shoulder. The gateway to the future of the friendly city was presented last night at the Capitol Theater. The Wheeling Convention and Visitors Bureau and Tipping Point unveiled the official results of the Wheeling Gateway Center survey and invited the public to give live feedback on everything they want to see from arts and culture to dining and even what building materials they would like to see. The main takeaway was the goal of the new Gateway Center would be to enhance Wheeling's essence and showcase the suspension bridge, not to draw away from it. Following Governor Justice's $2 million Almer program awards, bids for the Wheeling Inn demolition were released. It will be decided by the end of March. The event was live streamed on YouTube with the link available on our website. And Wheeling Park High School had its doors wide open for future freshmen yesterday for their early All About Park event. It lets new students and their parents get a feel for WPHS and check out all the programs they have going on. The students even got to meet some of the teachers and coaches they'll be seeing around and had a chat with school counselors about how to schedule for high school. All About Park is the official kickoff to the middle school transition plan for incoming ninth graders who will be the class of 2028. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Tither Long, working for you. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Hotline.
On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mountaineers basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, and our app and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. What I do now is what I did then. I like to get down to all my rowdy friends. Oh, yeah, we're born to boogie here on the Watchdog Morning Show. You know, I just realized something. I, I'm glad the cameras aren't on because I dance like Donald Trump. Have you ever done, you know, Trump, when he sometimes tries to dance and just sort of pokes his hands in the air and stuff, he looks like an idiot. I, I do that. I'm boogieing down with this song, and I realize I, I'm, I'm looking like Trump. I guess it's an old person's way to dance or something. And God knows I don't want to look like Donald Trump in any way, manner, shape, or form. Uh, 8.37.23 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're looking at uh, 25 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 22 at the Highlands, 26 in Elm Grove, 23 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Uh, from WVU Medicine, uh, Jessica Ryan coming up in a minute or two. We're going to talk about uh, the uh, Children's Outpatient uh, Project that's underway uh, at WVU Medicine, Wheeling Hospital. That's coming up in just a tad. It's going to be clear and cold today. Our daytime high should be up to around 40 degrees. Uh, maybe some rain, at least showers for the next couple of days. And then we'll have a daytime high in the 50s, moving up close to 60 by the uh, end of the week and close to 70 by uh, Sunday or Monday. So we're going to be, uh, it's going to be, we're, we're starting to maybe, maybe uh, get closer and closer to spring. Well, we are getting closer and closer to spring, but maybe we're actually going to feel more like spring like weather. Our uh, big story this morning uh, has been the the announcement yesterday that the Department of Highways in West Virginia is going to close the Kruger Street Bridge. That's the bridge that goes from Kruger Street to the Mill Acres area in Elm Grove. They're going to close that uh, mid-March. And, of course, that is around the same time that the Stone Arch Bridge, the Hump Bridge, if you will, in Elm Grove, is going to close. We spent much of last week making a big ruckus about the, the traffic troubles that's going to cause. Now one of the key alternate routes is going to be closed down. Still getting a lot of texts on the Frio Stack auction service text line. Howard, maybe the geniuses in the Department of Highways don't know that Elm Grove is a part of Wheeling. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is not on that. This is on Johnny Hot, our last guest. Please ask Johnny Hot if he has any specific. I, I and I apologize. I didn't look at the text line while Johnny was here. Uh, please ask Johnny Hot if he has any specific ideas how to improve the Tridelphia, Ronies Point, and Valley Grove corridor in the uh, Fourth House District. I, I I apologize. I didn't see the text in time, but. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion he'll be back, or we'll be talking to him as time goes on. A lot of energy. Do you notice that, Howard? I, I, I noticed that. You know, I, this is my first time meeting Johnny Hot. Um, I'll be honest, I'm impressed. I, I, let me be on, doubly honest. I wasn't sure. 
I really wasn't sure. He is uh, outspoken, a little bombastic, but I, he's, he's clearly thought this through. He has some ideas on what he wants to do. He has some thoughts about this. And um, I, he, what he will not be is a shrinking violet, that's for sure. I would say he has flair. That's a good word. That's a great word. That's a great word. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I'll be very honest. I was impressed with him. Um, and he came right in swinging on this Department of Highways thing, too. Which <laughs> He couldn't wait for that microphone to be turned on. No, he was a little upset that we didn't have the microphone. Is my, am I on? Am I on? He's going, is his microphone, is his microphone on? Poor Bob had to make you move chairs. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, I want to talk. I'm ready to go. No, I was very I was, I was, was very impressed with him. Yeah, young guy with a lot of energy, and I think that's what you're uh, looking for. And it is it, – those both of those things are what we need in the legislature in general here in Ohio County. In he's a young guy. A lot of energy, very well spoken. You know, I mean, it's it's he he's firm in his conviction, but very well spoken. You know who else I'm really impressed with, Howard? Me? No, 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 no. Well, yes, occasionally. <laughs> Our next guest, Jess Ryan, is with us. Jessica Ryan has done so many things here in the Upper Ohio Valley, and she is now at the WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, and she's with us this morning. Good morning, Jess. Good morning, Howard. How are you? Well, I've been on. I'm, I'm frustrated. These road problems is driving me crazy. I, I may have to go see somebody at the hospital who has, you know, pills to call me down or something. I don't know. <laughs> I get so frustrated with, with the traffic troubles anymore. Give yourself some extra time, Howard. Give yourself some extra time. I, I, I get, well, you know, I, it's not like I have a whole lot to do. I do a radio show and then it's like, that's pretty much it. So I guess I do have time to, to, to take time to do the right kind of things. So tell me about uh, what's happening at WVU Medicine that uh, we want to talk about this morning. Sure. So we kicked off a project, which, wow, back in August, I think our first announcement of it, um, something that's going to really benefit families and parents and kids in our area. We are going to be building a WVU Medicine Children's Northern Region Outpatient Center across from Wheeling Hospital's main campus. So we're really excited about the opportunity because, I mean, I've been a mom with little kids. Now, man, Bella's going to be 16 this weekend, believe it or not. And I have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old as well. But I remember holding a toddler's hand and having a carrier on my hip and navigating the hospital to get up to Dr. Mossman's office to to have my kids seen. So to have a separate facility completely for parents and families to navigate very easily with street-level parking, thick and well entrances, very laid out. I can't get behind this project enough. I wish that this was around when my kids were little and I was dragging them around the hospital to get to their appointments. We have people who provide pediatric care, but this will be a, a center that kind of pulls everything together. Yes, that's exactly right. So now we have um, offices for those that have been there. It is not completely hard to navigate. It's just challenging with strollers and, you know, holding hands and pulling kids through. Um, but we do have a great core of pediatric, or pediatric doctors who are fantastic, who are wonderful with kids in this area. I mean, everybody that brings their kids through um, the hospital, they're, they're pleased as punch with everybody that we have up there. And they're staying. And we hope hopefully are even growing that department. But moving them into their own space, to have it focused on kids. It's beneficial for families and and kids, but from a kid-specific standpoint, giving blood or having x-rays or any of that in an an adult-sized facility is overwhelming. 
And then it's hard for the parents to go through that with the kids, too. So one of the things that parents seem to be really excited about is that we're going to have kid-size everything. You know, it's going to be focused <laughs> on pediatrics. And the people that are putting the kids through the lab testing or putting them through the x-rays and that type of testing are going to be people who are familiar with kids. They are going to be pediatric-focused. It probably is good for the mental health of the parents as well that they have an easier to navigate in a, in a single facility kind of thing. Oh, it's so stressful. I've been there. You know, just even getting to the point where you get in your car to take them there can be stressful. <laughs> but also, especially, you know, your first time as a mom and you're taking your kid in and they're, you know, taking blood from, from them or giving them the shots. It's just, it's uncomfortable as a parent and it is high stress. Pediatricians are just, I mean, just blessed with the way that they can care for kids. Um, they're They're fantastic with being down on their level and speaking softly to them and calming them down. I mean, that's why we feel more comfortable going to, um, some, you know, instead of a primary care physician, sending them to somebody in pediatrics. Um, but another thing that I'm really excited about that, again, parents seem to be happy about, we're going to have an after-hours clinic there. So on the sick side of the build-out, we'll have after-hours, which means that you can either schedule those well visits in those after-hours times, or if your kids get sick because they don't get sick, you know, nine to five normal business hours, yeah. um, or injured in a way that doesn't require an ER visit, you can bring them to this after-hours clinic. They can be seen by one of our awesome pediatricians. That is, I think, a huge factor. I mean, I think that's that's a, a major uh, a selling point for this, or uh, that, that parents will particularly appreciate. Uh, we all have had, my kids are adults, of course, now, and they have kids of their own, but... Um, you know, when my kids were kids, I remember the, the, the nighttime decision. What do we do? You know, where do we take them? Is it really an emergency room visit? Do I wait till the morning? To... So here you've got an opportunity to get them for aftercare. That's, that, to me, is a major point. Also, while our kids' health is number one, I always try to schedule my kids' appointments after they're done with school. And if possible, it would be great if I could schedule them after work. I don't really have that capability now. So I could get them after school and take them, and I'm leaving work. So this after-hours clinic allows kids to stay in school, allows parents to stay at work, and still get either their well visits and checkups taken care of, which is, you know, preventative measures to make sure that our kids are healthy. Very, very important. So I think, yeah, a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something I think will be a, a, a major point. And I know that for parents, it can, you know, I remember I hated to take my kids out of school even for a doctor's appointment, but sometimes you have no choice. You know, that's when the doctor is available. Uh, you got to take them. So this would be a, a, a much better option in many cases. Agreed. And there's a burden of travel. We love WV Medicine Children in Morgantown and their fantastic facility. The burden of travel is real. And for people that can take off work and do have appropriate transportation to get them to children's, it's a wonderful option. But what we're going to also provide within this hospital are specialty clinics offices. So right now we already have some doctors coming up from WV Medicine Children's to see our patients here in the hospital. Just putting them in this new facility will make it more routine. Um, we'll make sure that we're bringing up the specialists that people in our community need. You know, underprivileged populations get sick as well, and they cannot get to Morgantown. So it gives the opportunity for people to see those specialists right here at a convenient time, right here in their backyard, where they can get transportation to and from the appointments. It's a great vision, uh, Jess, but how long will it take for the vision to become reality? Well, it started out 
as many things do as a you know eight million dollar project. Now we're looking at an eleven million dollar project, <laughs> and to start to start the build out, we do are we are planning on raising half that funding to start the build out. The building's there. The building's in good shape. It's more of a renovation of that space and kind of an expansion of our outpatient pediatric program as it is. So. I would love, as the person fundraising for this organization or this program, not the only one, that's a great board, obviously our executive team's on board, um, but I would love to say that we will start that build out in 2025. So I'm working on the campaign now. We just had a wonderful donation from Son of Born Foundation um, last two weeks ago now that we announced for a $300,000 grant, which we are so appreciative of. So we're just hoping that the community will um, participate and help us bring this to reality. You, you have the vision for the kinds of things you want to do, and you have the space already available, but it needs to be built out, essentially. I mean, so there's, again, you said $11 million, the price tag right now. Uh, it is a significant project. It's not just uh, it's not just slapping up some paint on some old walls and saying, here's the new center. That's right. And we will be not just obviously making it kid-friendly and making it lovely inside, but what I was talking about earlier about the different labs and the different um, x-rays and all of that, that's all going to be brand new equipment for our kids, which is great. So there's there's quite a bit there. Um, We're also going to be redoing the parking lot to allow for more space, making sure that there's entrances at both places to park and come in. Um, But it'll be beautiful once it's all said and done. We're thinking the build out would be between 12 and 18 months once the half the funding is secured and we start that build out. Now, this is going to be at the old continuous care center at the top of the hill. Am I right? Or correct me if I'm wrong. So the continuous care center at the top of the hill is new. The The old continuous care center is right across the parking lot. So when you pull into the hospital, it's on the right side. Select is up top on the. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Taking that entire that first level or the second level is where select is we'll take the entire first level to make it into the pediatric center okay so is that is that building empty now or primarily empty the second floor is but that first floor is completely empty okay all right and this will be a first floor facility or you'll have more more than that just the first floor yeah it's a pretty pretty sizable building i know when we drive by we can't see it but it's kind of L-shaped, and it opens up to the hillside. I've gone through and looked out back. The back out back is going to be a space for the physicians, and there's a lot of respite space there. As you can imagine, pediatricians, you know, it's, it's fun to, to see the babies and to take care of people, but they see some sick kids too, and all doctors and nurses and medical professionals need a minute to take a breather. And I think I love West Virginia. I know you do too. And that hillside in the fall, talk about respite it space is, when they yeah. take outside and take outside and take a breath <laughs> yeah that that will be nice and I, you've said this but i want to make sure i get so let's say uh you bring kids to, when the center is done you bring your kids to the pediatric center and they need x-rays or blood work you won't have to shuffle over to the shuttle over to the main facility to get that done you'll be able to get it done there at the pediatric center is that right that is right so that will be an opportunity for people who receive those blood panel lists or have to get an x-ray. It'll all be right on site. You know, we have um, rapid carers in the area, and the one in Benwood has those x-rays and that type of stuff right on site. And the convenience for something like that, to not have to schedule another appointment, try to find another time, try to navigate another building, will be really, really beneficial for our families. You know, I sadly, I spent a lot of time with it at WVU Medicine in the lab and in the x-rays and replace else with all the problems I have. Uh, but as an adult, you learn to navigate it. I've often thought how um, intimidating, maybe that's the best word to use, 
finding themselves in a adult lab or in a adult x-ray facility has to be for kids. Having a place for them where they might feel more comfortable in, quote, their own environment is is not just a good – it helps their their mental health, too, I would think. It would be less intimidating. Agreed. And even exam rooms, when you walk into a big room and a big bed and white walls, it's not exactly the most – comforting for kids that are sick and a little bit scared and for parents that are a little bit scared. One of the features that we're working on for this center, we have 37 exam rooms and we were talking about putting murals on the walls. Do you remember Highlights Magazines and oh, those yeah. pictures? Sure. I love Highlights Magazines. That was my favorite page, right? Yeah. So yeah. we were looking at putting wall murals up with hidden pictures. So we can't, you know, especially post-COVID and kids being germy, even the healthy ones, put things that are textile that they can touch or we have to sanitize everything. But we thought putting those murals up on the wall gives the parents and the kids something to do while they're waiting for the docs to come in. So I'm really excited about that feature. Again, I used the word earlier, and I'll use it again. It is it is less intimate. sounds like it's going to be less intimidating than going into a t- typical exam room. I know that when my kids and my grandson now um, go goes into any exam room, whether or not he's there for a, a, a vaccine or something, first words out of his mouth are, am I going to get a shot? Because <laughs> the room is just intimidating, you know? So uh, it's it, it, if you can lower their anxiety level to begin with, I think that's a good thing. Well, if you've been to WV Medicine Children's um, in Morgantown, if you haven't, just look up some of the pictures. I mean, it is a I don't want to say it's like a gymnasium, but it, it's a palace for kids to go to. And we're, t- we're going to take some nods from that facility to incorporate into this one. But I had a friend who said that their child had an issue and they had to go to Morgantown. And their child, they're like, what do you want to do this weekend? They're like, can we go to WD Medicine Children? <laughs> because it's so much fun for them, so welcoming for them, and so colorful and beautiful. And we're excited to bring those elements to this center as well. When are you hoping to get started? Next year? Yeah, I think 2025. Um, we, we're moving right along with the fundraising campaign. And I'm just I'm reaching out to a lot of other folks from trust and foundations to local businesses that are so supportive in this community. So I'm hoping to make that campaign go as quickly as we can to make sure we get that benefit for those families. I, I would assume you get some pretty good response. I mean, helping kids is always a positive thing for uh, for folks, folks who have money to give. Oh, for sure. We have, you know, we have two projects right now that are pending and one is this um, children's facility and then the cancer center that's coming and both programs that you can get behind because everybody obviously knows somebody that's kids um, and unfortunately knows someone that has cancer so the two programs that or the two projects that we have now that we're trying to bring the best things we can to this community i think are are easy products to sell Jess, I appreciate your time this morning. Always a lot going on at WVU Medicine. Improvements just about every time you turn around, they're doing something. You all are doing something new and different. This is a a relatively newer aspect of your career. You've been there for, what, a year maybe? I lose track of time. But uh, do you you enjoy – it's a dumb question because people are listening. But do you enjoy working there? I really do. I think our executive team is full of brilliant people who are making changes. There's been a lot of change at the executive level over the last four years, but especially at the VP level over the last two years. And everybody is passionate with fresh eyes and really trying to make a huge difference in the hospital, um, turn some things around that needed to turn around and keep excelling at the things 
where we're excelling, bringing in new physicians that I get to go out into the community and talk about or take them with me. I have this tour of cardiologists that I took around for heart months, and I just am very impressed with everybody and how they speak and how they speak about our patients and the care that they give in this community at large. So, yes, in short, <laughs> I really do love the position. Uh, getting behind the healthcare of the community I grew up in is a, is a pretty – I don't know, beneficial and rewarding thing to do every day. Jess, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much. We'll be talking again soon, I am sure. Thanks for being here today. All right. Thanks, Howard. All right. Jessica Ryan from uh, WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's four before the hour. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. Every weeknight at 6 p.m., join the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, on The Watchdog. Tony informs and entertains WVU fans with the latest Mountaineer sports news. If it happens in the world of gold and blue, Tony knows about it and shares it with you. Sportsline. Weeknights at 6 on The Watchdog. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Living on the road, my friend, was gonna keep you free and clean. And now you wear your skin like iron. Your breath is hard as kerosene Weren't your mama's only boy But her favorite one it seemed She began to cry when you said goodbye Is it Willie? That's Willie. That sounds like a couple of minutes till the top of the hour here. Um, tomorrow, we'll have our Friday roundtable. And, gee, what do you think will be one of our big topics tomorrow, Bob, on the Friday roundtable with John McCabe and Ohio Valley News and Review? I'm sorry, Howard. I'm sorry. What do you think will be one of our big topics tomorrow on the Friday roundtable? What do you think we might get into? Uh, could be could be the highway problems, you yeah. think? Yeah. Elmbridge. I have this note from, uh, from John McCabe. I don't see this whole thing working out very well, he says. The East Bethlehem Boulevard, East Cove, Idabel, Junior Avenue intersection is going to be treacherous. So John and I will talk more about that tomorrow, but that gives you a sense of where he's, uh, where he's coming from. Tomorrow, the Friday roundtable, the Friday highlights of the week, our travel show with our friends. Tomorrow is Friday, right? Yeah, tomorrow's Friday. 
uh, and our friends from Uniglobal High Valley Travel coming in. Next hour, I want to talk maybe a little bit about this uh, story I saw that said the NFL Players Association ranks the Steelers at the bottom in terms of being franchises good for the players especially for visiting players. Talk about that. And I don't know that anybody cares anymore. Uh, Jim Justice companies, another company found in contempt of court. But at this stage of the game, does anybody really care about that? We'll talk about that and more coming up next hour. Watchdog Morning Show, where it's 9 o'clock. He only did what he had to do. And now he's growing old. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Mountain.